Welcome to Gutting the Fish. I'm Brooklyn Rao, and this is a podcast that picks through all the information and details about the man who raped, killed, and ate children, Albert Fish. This murderer created a shocking yet horrifying history, still known to be feared today, and holds the title of being one of the most gruesome serial killers of all time. Personally, the thought that a serial killer could be anybody walking down the street scares me all on its own. Not knowing the ability that people could have, or the secrets they're hiding, or the stories they're telling, you never know what's fully going on in someone's head. The extent that people can go to truly makes me think about what is wrong with people, and Albert Fish sure did have a lot wrong with him. Albert Fish was born on May 19, 1870. At the age of five, his father died and he was sent to St. John's Orphanage with his three siblings, him being the youngest because his mother couldn't afford to take care of them. His time at the orphanage was spent getting beaten and sexually abused, but instead of taking in all the pain, he liked what was happening. He liked the feeling. At the age of 10, the children were sent back to their mother. At the age of 12, Albert met a telegraph boy who introduced him to disturbing and disgusting acts such as urolagonia, drinking urine, and caragophagia, the act of eating feces. Albert would pass time by visiting the public bathhouses to spy on the boys as they undressed. By the age of 20, Albert was living alone in New York working as a prostitute. This is when he started raping young boys. His mother then forced him into an arranged marriage with Anna Marie Hoffman, who was nine years younger than him, yet she still gave him six children throughout the years. Throughout those years, Fish became a painter yet continued to rape young boys. He told a story in his trial about the time that one of his young male secret lovers took him to a wax museum. And that's where he became obsessed with penis dissection. That's what kickstarted Albert's sick fantasies. Wilmington, Delaware in 1910 is where Albert committed his first gruesome act. He met 19-year-old Thomas Kedden and formed a sadomistic relationship, taking advantage of him and forcing him into the relationship. Fish took him to an old farmhouse where he kept him and tortured him for two weeks. After all that hell, Keaton finds himself tied up to the chair while Albert cuts off half of his penis. Fish says about the young man, I shall never forget his scream or the look he gave me. The hot weather disrupted his plans to kill him, cut up his body and take him home. Instead, he left Kedden tied to the chair, poured peroxide over his gruesome wound, caked Vaseline onto it, planted a rag over it, then handed him a $10 bill and kissed him goodbye, leaving him there. He claims to never know what has happened to Thomas after the incident. In 1917, Anna Mary left Albert and their children for a man named John Strobe. This caused Albert to act strange and cause self-harm. He would push needles into his groin, enjoyed hitting himself with a homemade nail-studded wooded paddle, and would insert a lighter fluid soaked wooden dowel into his anus and set it on fire. This is when he started to experiment with cannibalism. It became an obsession to the point where he would have to prepare raw meat meals for his family to stop his withdrawals. 
Around 1919, he began stabbing young men who were either mentally handicapped or African American because he felt as if these people wouldn't be missed. He was also fond of paying children to help him catch other children. Albert claimed numerous mooters, hundreds, but there was no proof except for the three. By 1924, Albert was suffering from full-on psychosis and truly believed God was commanding him to torture and murder children. An anonymous letter was sent to the Budd family, and it became the key to solving her disappearance in November 1934. Grace's mom was unable to read the letter, so Edward had to be brave and read the words for her. The letter read, On Sunday, June the 3rd, 1928, I called on you at 406W 15th Street, brought you pot cheese, strawberries. We had lunch. Grace sat in my lap and kissed me. I made up my mind to eat her, on the pretense of taking her to a party. You said yes, she could go. I went upstairs and stripped off all my clothes. I knew if I did not, I would get her blood on them. When all was ready, I went to the window and called her. Then I hid in a closet until she was in the room. When she saw me all naked, she began to cry and tried to run downstairs. I grabbed her and she said she could tell her mama. First, I stripped her naked. How did she kick and bite and scratch? I choked her to death and cut her into small pieces so I could take my meat to my rooms, cook and eat it. How sweet and tender her little ass was roasted in the oven. It took me nine days to eat her entire body. I did not eff her though. I could be sick of how I wished. That led to Albert being arrested by the emblem he used from his work on the envelope. The police tracked him down and he confessed to two other official murders. Nine-year-old Francis McDonald never returned home after playing catch with his friends. His body was found hanging from a tree after being strangled by his own suspenders after also being sexually assaulted. Fish committed this cruel act, although he didn't finish his plan completely. He wanted to castrate his body but heard people approaching the scene, so he fled. The murder remained unsolved until Albert confessed to it himself. He then confessed to the murder of four-year-old Billy Gaffney. He confessed by writing a letter to his lawyer. The letter read, I took tools, a good heavy cat of nine tails, homemade, short handle, cut one of my belts in half, slit these half and six strips about eight inches long. I whipped his bear behind till blood ran from his legs. I cut off his ears, nose, slit his mouth from ear to ear, gouged out his eyes. He was dead then. I stuck the knife in his belly and held my mouth to his body and drank his blood. His monkey and his peewees and a nice little fat behind to roast in the oven and eat. I made a stew out of his ears, nose, pieces of his face and belly. I put onions, carrots, turnips, celery, salt and pepper. It was good. Then I split the cheeks of his behind open, cut off his monkey and peewees and washed them first. I put strips of bacon on each cheeks of his behind and put them in the oven. Then I picked four onions, and when meat had roasted about one quarter hour, I poured about a pint of water over it for gravy and put in the onions. At the frequent intervals, I basted his behind with a wooden spoon, so the meat would be nice and juicy. In about two hours, it was nice and brown, cooked through. I never ate any roast turkey before that tasted half as good as his sweet, 
little fat behind. I ate every bit of the meat in about four days. His little monkey was as sweet as a nut, but his peewees I could not chew, threw them in the toilet. Albert Fish was dubbed the most vicious child slayer in criminal history. The trial for Grace Bud lasted 11 days and Fish was found guilty then put to death by electrocution. He helped the executioner place the electrodes on his body. The needle Fish inserted into himself from before self-harm caused the chair to short circus and then it required twice the number of jolts of electricity to kill him. Albert's lawyer said that his final words amounted to nothing more than his letters. Albert Fish was a man of many true problems. He was given nicknames such as the Gray Man, the Brooklyn Vampire, and the Real Boogeyman. The tragic history of his acts caused great fear within people and continues to be one of the most gruesome true crime cases of all time. We never know the ability of others and that's why we keep who we know close and trust those who deserve it. Thank you for listening to this episode of Gutting the Fish. I'm Brooklyn Rao, and I will catch you later. Keep your eyes open.